Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Hey girl, hey, I'm Julie Bender. So Julie, let's see, you are uh, how many, how long into being married to Donnie now? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could say uh, that. It's, uh, t- uh, it'll be two years in, when is it? September. Wow, that's really bad. <laughs> the day that we're recording it, we've been together two and a half years. But it's hard to remember when we got married. It's like all the different anniversaries that you're trying to remember. Uh-huh. So, I don't know, a year and a half-ish. Yeah, I've been married a whole lot longer than that. But... You know, marriage marriage is a constant changing, learning, growing process. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, before we get more into that, let's start with some fun facts on marriage and maybe even weddings. In 2011, more than one third of divorce proceedings contained the word Facebook. Yikes. I. You know what? Does that surprise you? No, I mean, I don't know that I've ever really thought about what's topping the ranks in divorce proceedings, but... <laughs> I'm not sure I would have thought of a particular social media entity being in it, but when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Totally. Um, in ancient Greece, tossing an apple to a girl meant a marriage proposal. Catching that apple meant you accepted. What if you were a bad catch? What if you could, oh, you, it's yeah. like, yeah, oh, crud. I or a bad to... thrower and you hit the wrong girl. You get it to the wrong girl. And she caught it. <gasps> this sounds Is complicated. Is that binding? <laughs> like, I, I didn't mean it for her. Yeah. No, not you. Not you. It. Let's try again. This is a do-over. I'm going to throw the apple one more time. Weird. In okay. Saudi Arabia, a woman can divorce her husband for not providing coffee. Okay. <laughs> that's weird are it they is, like a big coffee country yeah like, they, is that a value? actually okay. it is a valuable drink yes it is and you know i i would have no complaints because my husband not only brings me coffee but he makes the coffee for me so you know he's pretty good in the ranking of saudi arabia apparently literally before we started recording this episode he like lightly knocked on the door and then carried your coffee in Very there cute. you go so the word bride apparently comes from an old English word brew, which means to cook. Okay. I want to like call bunk on this one. <laughs> brew and bride are not even similar. I feel like somebody made this up. <laughs> Fact check. Yeah. Maybe it should have been bride. I don't know. I don't but know. anyway, it, it doesn't mean, I mean, we're not just reduced to being the cook. That's kind of depressing to think that's where it started. Yikes. And last but not least, Queen Victoria's wedding cake weighed 300 pounds. But what I want to know is what flavor was it? (laughs) Like, did she have like some decadent cake that had like heavy fruit in it and that's why it's so heavy? I don't know. Or she had so many guests. It had to be a 14 tier with a five foot diameter on the bottom. I don't know. 300 pounds is a lot. Now I want cake. Well, marriage is often seen as an end. A goal to meet, a new life that starts, and it's going to answer all of your needs and desires. And it may provide some of those things, but the reality is it's the beginning of a lifelong relationship building that you may not have realized you would be experiencing. Julie, Dr. J. Allen Peterson wrote something. This was quite 
a time ago. I think it was like in the 60s or 70s, 1960s or 70s, but I think it still holds true today. And it was called the marriage box myth. And here's what he said. Most people get married believing a myth. They believe that marriage is a beautiful box full of things they have longed for, companionship, intimacy, friendship, etc. The truth is that marriage at the start is actually an empty box. You must put something in before you can take anything out. There is no love in marriage. Love is in people. And people put love in marriage. There is no romance in marriage. You have to infuse it into your marriage. A couple must learn the art and form, the habit of giving, loving, serving, praising, and of keeping the box full. If you take out more than you put in, then the box will be empty. Well, that is awfully insightful. I had never heard that before, but I think it makes a lot of sense to think about it that way. It does. And I think, you know, we want to talk today about some of the principles or things you need to think about to have a healthy and, you know, great marriage because we think it can be done in the world of difficult marriages. So I, I would say start with this. When you begin your marriage, you can't have one foot out the door. Mm. Marriage is a commitment where you need to be all in. Mm -hmm. You've got to start it thinking, I'm going to do everything I can to make this work. Absolutely. And you both have to be all in. I mean, I think most people don't intend when they walk down the aisle. They're not thinking about if this doesn't work out, I'll just get out. However, I do think that with time and culture changes, there is a growing mentality toward the ease of escaping if the marriage doesn't make you as happy and as blissful as you expect it to. But really, commitment is the thing that builds or that fills your box. I think, too, that you have to realize you don't know everything about what you're walking into. So you may come into a situation where you're surprised. When I was early married. My husband and I lived in the same apartment complex of one of our band members and his wife. They were pretty newly married. And every weekend he went out to tour. Sometimes it was more than just a weekend. It would be a lot longer. And it seems like every other Sunday I would go to their apartment and unpack her suitcase because she would call me in tears saying, I can't do this. I'm leaving. I can't do this. I'm leaving. And we would you know, talk for a while, go shopping, do whatever just to distract. And then I'd unpack her suitcase. And the biggest problem with that marriage is she kept thinking, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to leave rather than saying, this is really tough to do. I got to figure out how so I can stay. And ultimately that marriage didn't last. Mm. So you can't go in with one foot out the door because you may exit entirely. Mm. The next one you have here on our list is your catchphrase. So I feel like it's wrong for me to deliver it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Marriage is the whole meal deal. Now, I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. Some restaurants you go to and you say, and they offer the whole meal deal. That means the drink, the, the salad, the entree, and the dessert. That's called the whole meal deal, or at least it Nobody's used to thinking be. about a salad when you say meal deal. <laughs> They're like, yes, I want the fries and the Coke. And a the salad. dessert, yeah. No, well, that's part of it. You know, that's the whole meal deal. You get it all. Whether you want the salad or not, you get it all. And marriage is kind of that way, too. I mean, the truth is, is you love those things that initially attracted you to your partner, but you also married their quirks and their bad habits and the things that drive you crazy over time. 
And they did too. They married the same thing with you. So Julie, mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some of the quirks? Oh, my beloved husband. He cannot finish a cup of anything. There are <laughs> bottles of water. He's you, I guess. There are bottles of water all <laughs> over the house. Literally, he came home yesterday, you know, or dinner time, and I started to say, what would you like for dinner? But he always drinks a tepid ugh, bottle of water with his dinner. And I said, look, I have this bottle of water set out for you. It's been there for four days. <laughs> like, yeah. he just leaves water everywhere. I do, It's too. not a big deal, but it's annoying. And I'll give you one more while we're at it. Okay, go. He leaves the shower door open. While he's showering, which is fine. I mean, a lot of times we're having a conversation. I don't know. We're still newlyweds. I want to talk to him every second that he's home. So he likes, we have a tiny shower. He likes to leave the shower door open so that we can talk, whatever. But then he leaves it open after he leaves. And so I have to close it in order to get to our toilet. It's very Uh, annoying to me. uh uh Uh-huh. Now, Dan, my husband, he's the man of piles. You know, if you go in his study and look around, there is one pile over here. There's a tub full of stuff over here that he intends to go through that we transport back and forth to the mountains <laughs> the last eight years. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he it, it used to annoy me. And now I'm like, I, I, I'm not touching them. They're your piles. It just do me a favor. Is, yeah. Leave it in your world. Don't, I just don't want to trip over it in mine. But, you know, I've got my own. I do like Donnie. I leave water bottles all over the house <laughs> that could go from one quarter filled to three quarters filled and wet towels on the floor. You do wet towels? I do wet <gasps> towels. I That's do. horrible. I do. I, it it kind of is, but, you know, it's one of my quirks. That's funny right now. I just really can't think of any of mine. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good at not I talk incessantly. He might say that. Yeah. But his problem is he doesn't want to listen to me every time I talk. It's fine. Let's move on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this doesn't mean that you accept bad behavior Mm. or wrong behavior. It just means the quirks aren't important enough to hurt your marriage or to, you know, hurt your communication. They're, They're things that may be annoying, but they're not marriage breakers by any means. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing to combat this potential struggle is what you just said, like remembering... I am hard to live with sometimes too. You know, my humanity and my sin and my selfishness really comes out a lot too, if we're being honest. And so there are times where I want to be annoyed and then I remember how annoying I must seem. (laughs) And, you know, this is what it is. It's both of us against the world. Yeah, it is. Which takes me to the next point. And Dan and I have a sign on the wall that says we're in it together. And, you know, we've built businesses together. Of course, we've been married for a very long time and raised our daughters to be adults. And we decided early on that we were a partnership in every part of our life, that we we together as a unit would face the world. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that really builds a healthy and, and thriving marriage is viewing it as a partnership. You know, I have my part, he has his part, and we both have to do that in order for the whole to to work. And and that's there's beauty in that. It's, you know, knowing my strengths and knowing his and covering for each other's weaknesses. That's part of the beauty of the complementarianism of it all. It's true. And I know for Dan and I, I can look back and there are times where he was drowning in life, whether it was business or 
family that you know he would lose a parent or something and he was just sinking under and I was there to pull him up Mm -hmm. he's done the same for me and sometimes when we're both drowning it's like we just hold on to each other Mm -hmm. because we're in it together we are a unit and that's that's how you do it I think it's important to remember in this section of we're in it together (sighs) today I'm making a video about partnership and marriage so I'll probably be redundant here But when you choose to marry somebody, they become your person. They're your number one. They're your confidant. They're the ones that you share the deepest part of yourself with. And there's an intimacy there that has to be reserved for your marriage. It's, you know, you two, like you said, against the world. We're in it together. And so that means you make your decisions together. You, you know, you have a united front in all of your outside relationships that, you know, your kids can't come to dad and get one thing and you know to mom another it's just it's like you two against all odds it's true it doesn't mean you're alike because you're not Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you think the same way about each subject because you won't but it means you sort through how to do it what to think and come to a conclusion and there are times where dan has allowed me to take the lead on something because he thinks maybe I know what I'm talking about (laughs) and then I do the same with him because I think maybe in this one he knows what Mm -hmm. he's talking about and we kind of shift back and forth but at the end of the day we decide what we're going to decide as a unit yes oh Julie you're gonna love this next one (laughs) it's called talk and then talk and then talk some more talk in the shower (laughs) with the door open I know that's weird (laughs) that was maybe a TMI I don't know but communication (laughs) is absolutely essential in marriage I assume that 94% of our listeners know that I was married before but you know what somebody might be new and have no idea that I was married before Donnie and my first husband passed away after 11 years of marriage and so I can remember what it was like being in a marriage where we didn't really talk a lot Mm-hmm. And so being married to Donnie, who will let me talk incessantly, but also tell me like, okay, it's enough now. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a gift to communicate openly and honestly and vulnerably with your partner. And it's one of the biggest things you can be putting in your marriage box. It absolutely is, Julie. And, you know, if you're in a relationship where that isn't working, he's not listening or you're not listening to him or Sometimes I think we let the words go, but the whole time the words are being spoken to us, we're thinking about what we're going to answer back. Mm. We don't go, oh, I'm going to consciously hear what you're trying to say to me. Instead, we go, yeah, but let Mm -hmm. me just get around to you being done so I can tell you my side of it. For sure. And I think, you know, we do have to communicate, but in that communication, we also have to listen. Yeah. Well, and I think... I just want to kind of restate this again. You know, you're saying sometimes the issue is that you're not really listening. You're just trying to get your point in. Sometimes you really just aren't talking. You're just choosing to wall yourself up from your partner because you think he doesn't understand you or maybe your talking in the past hasn't gone well and so you just stop the habit of talking. For some people who are maybe in a hard place in their marriage, maybe they're realizing we don't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. And that can be really hard to pick that back up, but it's going to be completely key to rebuilding any trust and intimacy in your marriage. You have to talk. Timing too, Julie. Mm. 
you know, there's when, when your husband or you have gotten home from a hard day of work, you're exhausted, you don't want to cook, you don't know what you want to do. Him coming to you or you coming to him with a difficult conversation is probably not a very good plan. <laughs> you need yes. to. No, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's not only what you say, it's when you say mm-hmm. it that will determine the outcome and for your partner too. You know, there are times where you've, you've had it with the kids. You just want him to take them and make them go away for a little bit. <laughs> and instead, he wants to have a conversation about how we should be raising them, oh, you know? no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, you know, the, the timing matters as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think something else to remember here is you, you have to say the words, but you also have to remember that he doesn't hear things the same way you do. Or at all. he (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't think the way that you do. So Uh even though you might be saying what you mean, he might be hearing it in his maleness. But then also you might be thinking, well, obviously he knows X, Y, Z because that's duh. That's what you're thinking. But he doesn't he can't actually read your mind. No. And vice versa. Yeah. So like you actually have to say the words. Yeah. And I think more often than not, men can't figure out what women are thinking. (laughs) I mean, women are a little more nuanced. We we know that men have about three or four categories that they think in. You know, there's only a few. Um, but but the other side is we may be upset about something, and instead of saying, "I am upset about A B C," we just kind of cook dinner quietly and expect him to know that we are upset about A B C and. Trust me, ladies, they're clueless. They are <laughs> clueless. They do not know what in the world is wrong and why you're pay- you're beating the pans down on the cooktop. Doesn't matter. They do not know. So, you know, be transparent. Say the whole sentence rather than just expecting them to know. Hmm. Well, I think this leads right into the next one, which is be willing to face the hard stuff. I mean, there's going to be conflict in your marriage sometimes it's going to be between the two of you and sometimes it's going to come from the outside and affect your relationship and that's just inevitable I feel like that's one of the biggest lessons I learned my first year being married to Donnie is just that oh wait like literally every marriage is gonna have hard moments and because I had come out of out of a hard marriage that first year anytime we had any sort of disagreement or you know any lack of lightness I would panic like, oh, no, it's all going downhill. And it's like, oh, wait, no, this is actually just like humanity and relationship with another person. Like this is just part of it. And once I kind of took the severity off of it, I could handle each individual conflict or confrontation with better intentionality. Julie, I think that's great for our listeners to hear that from you because, you know, I think often we bring things into a marriage from other relationships, whether it is with our parents or, you know, a previous relationship with a, a partner or whatever it is, we bring those to the marriage too. Mm-hmm. And we will look at our spouse and think it's going to be repeated. The same actions, the same heart, the same thought are behind it. And I know I, I watched you get more and more comfortable that Donnie was going to be Donnie, Mm -hmm. and you could trust that. There was a time in um, Dan and my marriage where I resigned from our business. (laughs) Oh, sounds easy. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It was because, you know, he, we were, I actually went to work for him before we got married, so we've always built businesses together, and 
there early on he was a young pup that thought he knew just about everything <laughs> he's just an old guy now that knows he doesn't know everything but he's still pretty darn smart um, but that meant anything I did, he had an opinion about, mm -hmm. that he would tell me how I should do it and if I should do it differently and what, why I didn't think about this. And Julie, I went, enough. I, I'm a smart woman. I've had a life before you. I've had a business, be business before you. And I quit. And he looked at me like, you have lost your ever-loving mind. You can't quit. You, we don't have any money. You can't quit. <laughs> We're poor business people. And I'm like, no, I, I'm serious. I quit. And it was one of those things where he went, okay, we got to work this out. So we kind of came to terms. And this is what you have to do when one partner is feeling really like not heard mm -hmm. or not felt that, you know, I went, I just need you to give me these areas of our business because I'm, truth is, I'm more talented in those areas than you are. You're more talented in the other areas. Mm -hmm. So these are mine. I will make the final decision in these. We will consult. We will work through it. But this is what I do in what we are doing. And he went, okay, I can live with that. Now, trust me, it didn't come easy. And there were times he would go, yeah, but okay, fine. Yeah, mm -hmm. but okay, fine. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a con the kind of conflict that you have within a marriage. And it just happened to be in our business that it, it sh showed itself. But that's the kind of conflict you then work through mm -hmm. and get to the other side of. Well, I think you can take that example to the home. I mean, there's definitely division of responsibilities in, you know, a family life. And so maybe maybe you want to just throw in the towel and quit because you haven't done a good job at handling the hard stuff of dividing life chores and responsibilities. And so I think that's a good example to, okay, let's get to the bottom. What are you good at? What am I good at? Or what do I have more time for? And not letting it be this big big deal instead figuring out a, a creative way to work through it I think if we're being honest some of us are built <laughs> for confrontation like we look for it <laughs> we thrive on it and others of us avoid it like the plague oh true and the truth is is every marriage is gonna have confrontation you just have to know that it's coming it's gonna be a thing expect it almost plan for it because you're you and your partner should be the most intimate relationship in your life. And so you know him better than anyone else on the planet. So there are going to be times where he's being dumb or, you know, procrastinating on something he really, you know, is, is able and called to do or a variety of examples could be put in here. And you're the one he needs to hear this thing from. He's, he trusts you more than anyone else. And it might be a hard thing you have to say, but you're the one who needs to say it because it will hit him in a different way than it would come from anyone else. That's really true, Julie. And the same way the other way around. For he sure. needs to be able to tell you things you need to hear. And you have to learn that if you are in it together, that means your best interest is being thought about. Mm -hmm your health emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, that's actually what they're trying to deal with or what you're trying to deal with. Mm -hmm. So let it, you know, let it come as painful as it is because we all have things we need to learn and grow in and who better to help us do that. Um, I think one caveat to make here is that there are probably some people listening and I can, woo, I can relate to this. Yeah, for sure. Some of us are in a... There's no other way to put it. We're in an unhealthy relationship. 
you know, this conversation and this partnership language doesn't really land with you because it's not really how you experience your marriage. But just sweeping these things under the rug is not going to solve it. Knowing that there's an issue and dealing with it are two very different things. And if your marriage is going to survive, there has to be a decision on both of your parts to face the conflict, you know, confront it, work through it together, kind of combining all of these things that we've talked about so far in order to see that marriage begin to thrive again. You're so right, Julie. And one sidebar in that I would throw in is don't be passive aggressive. Mm. You know, I've seen women and men do that where they don't confront the real issue. Instead, they just find a way to do things that their spouse doesn't want them to do quietly and determinedly just to get back because they're upset about a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Face it, deal with it, and figure out how to build that healthy relationship. For sure. I feel like I can't go on here without saying maybe your marriage needs help and you know this podcast is not going to save it. It's just not going to. And there mm-hmm. are actually really good podcasts out there and they're not going to save it either. You might be in a place where you need help, you need therapy, you need counseling individually and or as a couple. So you might just need to hear that. That might be something that you really need to think through and talk to your spouse about. So don't ignore that. So true, Julie. All right, got to throw this one in last. Don't forget the fun. Fun? Fun. Wait, marriage is supposed to be fun? (laughs) It is so fun. It can be fun. It can be. It should be fun. And I think we get, it doesn't matter how healthy your marriage is, you get so caught up in life. Mm-hmm. You know, the I, I have to go to work. I have children. We have children. We have to deal with them. We have to transport them. We have budgets. Laundry. We have laundry. So what is laundry. with laundry? It just doesn't end. It doesn't end. Seriously, I had a very rough light night last night because of laundry. Did you? <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> yeah. It's like just the stuff. Stuff mm-hmm. will take you away from the joy of marriage, the 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 reason you married this person in the first place, mm-hmm. because you actually had fun together, you did things together, you went places together, you laughed over things together, you liked each other, you did, <laughs> you liked being around each other. <laughs> so maybe somebody just needs to think back to like, what did we used to like to do together? If you're feeling like you're in a funk or just not quite feeling it in general lately. It's time to interject some fun again. It really should be a regular experience that you laugh with your partner, you enjoy each other's company, doing the simplest of things or the silliest of things. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be grand. My nephew and his wife, when they were early married, had no money. I'm talking no money, just nothing. And so they would challenge each other every few Saturdays to one of them come up with something that they could do that cost them, at the time, like $10. Mm -hmm. And they had to fill the day with stuff they could do. Hmm. And they just delighted one another by just stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, things that weren't big or grand, but they did it together. And, you know, they usually figured out what the other would think was a hoot. And they would challenge one, you know, to uh, basketball hoops, you know, or do whatever. So just do something fun. It doesn't matter if it's big or small. Do it together. What's something that you and Dan like to do together that's fun? Mm. We love hiking. We do. Mm -hmm. I love amusement parks. He hates them. (laughs) 
Um, so, you know, we did, the one time I went to an amusement park with him and he wouldn't do a ride, I said, sit here. I will be back yes. at this place in two hours. 100%. And I left and he went, are you serious? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. So, you know, find, find that side too. But we do love um, hiking. I love museums and he'll go with me to those. And, you know, we... We just actually like being together. Mm-hmm. You know, after as long as we have been married, it's just kind of comfortable. How about you? Uh, we definitely love Disney. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. We um, try to go there as much as possible. I'm not going to lie. It's not as much fun when you're pregnant and you can't do all the rides. Oh, but no. you eat more snacks. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but we like to laugh a lot. I we We end up just being ridiculous and enjoying each other's company so and that's the best Mm -hmm. you know in that I I want you to remember you and your spouse are the first priority kids will take over in-laws will take over parents will take over siblings will take over work will take over but don't forget that all of that is extra and at the end of the day you are the couple that started and when it's all over you're going to be what's left the kids Mm -hmm. are going to leave The parents are going to go on to heaven, but it's really the two of you that start and end together. Well, I hope that this has been both an encouraging but also practical episode that gives you some ideas of things that maybe you haven't been thinking about when it comes to your marriage or conversations you might want to sit down and have. Or I don't know, for me as a wife, there are times that I just have to stop and think about the way I've been thinking about my husband or my marriage and just remember that maybe I'm I'm looking at it wrong. I'm being selfish. I'm being naggy. I'm being dramatic. I don't know. <laughs> These are just some of the things that I deal with. So maybe you've had some of those moments. But our hope and our prayer is that you've found some practical things that you can apply right away in your marriage today. I, I am going to give you a Bible verse here. But before I do, I want to tell you about something Julie does every other week of praying for your husband video series. I think you've got tons and tons, tons of backlogs of those. They really are. Yeah, and they're great. They're great. If you just need a little bit of encouragement to find out how to pray for the spouse and that marriage that you want to build, I, I'm telling you, tune into those. They're great. Thanks. I'll link it in the show notes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> no, thank you, because it's a good resource. All right, so Ecclesiastes 4.9. Two are better than one mm-hmm. because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. How can one keep warm alone? So as we leave this episode, I want to just remind you that commitment is key in your marriage. You can't have one foot out the door. Marriage is the whole meal deal. We are talking milkshake, fries, and the burger, and a salad, (laughs) whatever. Um, You're in it together. It's the two of you against the world. Talk, 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 and then talk some more. Be willing to face the hard stuff, and don't forget to have some fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.